everyone. I'm Laura Ellsworth, welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Dr. Richard Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With us today is Dr. Andrew Ellsworth, ready to answer your medical questions. Dr. Ellsworth's specialty is family medicine. He works with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Ellsworth. Good morning, Laura. Thank you for being here with us today. We're going to be talking about strokes that, uh, this week on the Prairie Doc program, so an important topic for all of us to dive into. So if anyone has questions about strokes or any medical topic, you can give us a call and we'll ask Dr. Ellsworth about those. The phone number is 605-692-1430. I wanted to talk briefly about Dr. Ken Bartholomew's kayak challenge. Um, being part of the Prairie Doc programs and the Healing Words Foundation, we get to work with some really wonderful people on our board and our volunteers and um, guests. And Dr. Bartholomew's all of those. He's on our board and has been a guest, uh, recently shared an essay. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about what he's doing? Well, sure. Yeah, I mean, he's a true Prairie Doc as well, you know, out there in Pierre. And he had been in an even more rural area before then and practiced, uh, you know, full scope family medicine. And, and uh, uh, he has been diagnosed, actually, it turns out, with three cancers. He has skin cancer that he got, you know, taken off and not too worried about that. But uh, uh, also uh, prostate cancer and colon cancer. And so going through treatments and surgeries for those. And, uh, and as a, re- a way to motivate himself uh, in, and to prepare for any rehab and such, and to help raise awareness uh, for poor Prairie Doc and raise money for Prairie Doc. Uh, he is going to kayak from the North Dakota border on the Missouri down to the Nebraska border. And so it's, what, 400-something miles. And uh, so you can follow along. He's doing it in segments, I think usually about 40 miles at a time or so. And uh, uh, so you can follow along on our, I think on our Facebook page, mm-hmm. I would imagine. And uh, you could make a donation, say a few cents or a quarter or a dime or whatever you want to do per mile uh, and uh, to, help, uh, to help in the cause. Yeah, so that's Dr. Ken Bartholomew um, came up with this fantastic idea to kayak 411 miles from the North Dakota border to the Nebraska border and encouraging all of us Prairie Doc supporters to make a pledge uh, based on each mile that he does or um, if you want to just make a donation up front to support the cause, that's great too. Um, All of our Prairie Doc programs are supported by donations from individuals and um, corporations. So um, a fun thing to be part of and what a great way to show that being active is important as um, you recover and go through these different procedures too. I remember as a kid, I did a fundraiser like that where I was gonna read books and uh, 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 to raise money for, I don't know, I can't remember exactly, some some sort of uh, 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 Children's Miracle Network or something like that. And uh, uh, 
my neighbor was surprised I read so many books. Didn't realize I'd be reading so many books, but she, <laughs> it yes. was okay. Yes. Well, here we know 411 exactly. miles is the is the goal here. Yeah. So uh, yeah. we, we know what we're pledging to at that point. So yep. that's good. Yep. So check that out. You can find more on our Prairie Doc Facebook page, or you can go to our website, prairiedoc.org. Um, a neat thing. Well, it's time for us to take our first break. We thank you for listening to the Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical concerns you would like us to address. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. The five major symptoms of a heart attack are chest pain or discomfort in the center or left side of the chest that lasts for more than a few minutes or goes away and comes back. The discomfort can feel like uncomfortable pressure, squeezing, fullness, or pain. You might feel weak, lightheaded, or faint. You might even break out into a cold sweat. You may have pain or discomfort in the jaw, neck, or back. You may have pain or discomfort in one or both shoulders. Shortness of breath may come with the chest discomfort. Other symptoms of a heart attack could include unusual or unexplained tiredness and nausea or vomiting. Women are more likely to have these symptoms. Call 911 if you notice symptoms of a heart attack. Promoting health and safety, the Avera Medical Group, Brookings. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to discuss your medical questions. Give us a call at 605 692 1430. Our Prairie Doc topic this week is to talk about strokes. Dr. Ellsworth, what is a stroke? A stroke is when there becomes a blockage basically in the blood flow to an area of the brain, when a blood vessel gets blocked. And it could be from a blood clot. It could actually be from plaque or a little, maybe a little piece of a vessel or piece of the heart or something somehow breaking off and forming a blockage. Um, it could be uh, a hemorrhagic stroke, uh, so where there's a bleed in the brain, where there's hemorrhage, so bleeding in the brain. Maybe uh, uh, a little aneurysm, a little ballooning out or bubble ballooning out and breaking open from a vessel in the brain um, uh, could could be a cause. Also, they called AVMs, arteriovenous malformation, sometimes where it's just like a little twisting clump of vessels, and so sometimes those can can t can bleed. So so most are ischemic strokes where there's the blockage, but some are hemorrhagic strokes where there's the 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 bleeding, and um, and so unfortunately then that causes decreased blood flow uh, to an area of the brain. So then that brain area can start to uh, uh, die, if you will. And, um, and so then that area, the brain controls something in the body, whether it's, um, your arms or your legs or your eyes or, uh, your speech or your sight or whatever. And so, um, your balance. And so that's why usually then it affects something usually rather suddenly and uh, often on one side of the body or the other. So it sounds so. There's two types of strokes: one that you have a blockage, and one where something 
breaks and you're leaking where you're not the the um and both result in less blood flow to a certain area of the brain okay and both would have the same symptoms is that yes yes okay where because because of the lack of blood flow to that area of the brain that area of the brain is starting to suffer and thus you have these 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 sudden onset of symptoms okay and so what are some of those symptoms to watch for so we could think of the the B fast acronym. So balance is the B, sudden loss of balance or the inability to walk. Okay. Granted, these things could happen gradually over time for a number of reasons and or even suddenly not necessarily from a stroke, but sure. certainly if that's the case, it, you should get help immediately. Okay. Eyes, sudden loss of vision in one or both eyes. Okay. Face, sudden onset weakness in one side of the body. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, one side of the face. Yep. Arm, sudden onset weakness in the arm or one whole side of the body. Speech, S, sudden onset slurred speech, loss of ability to speak or difficulty understanding. And T for time, quick action is critical, time to call 911. So be fast, balance, eyes, face, arm, speech, time, because time is is of the element. If we can help, it's going to need to be as soon as possible. Okay. So if you're experiencing those symptoms or if you notice someone is, um, time to call 911 right away. All right. Um, what, What should we do if you think someone is experiencing a stroke or stroke symptoms. Um, so you just kind of talked about the symptoms. So you, I suppose you start by evaluating what symptoms they have. Yeah. And, and, then... s- and so the key there is, is if we can intervene, if we can help, you know, it used to be that the, unfortunately it would just happen and then we'd have to work on rehab afterwards and hope they get better. But uh, thankfully we, there's some things we can do now. So um, we get assessed to see if it might be a stroke examine history and then immediately we want to probably do a ct scan so a special scan of the brain to look to see if it's one of those hemorrhagic strokes a bleeding stroke or a blockage stroke because if it's a ischemic stroke a blockage stroke we might be able to either a give a medication Mm -hmm. to help break up that blockage or break up that clot okay um or and the most exciting thing for for our show tomorrow is is how a specialized surgeon can go in and remove the blockage now and help immediately restore that blood flow Mm -hmm. but the key is this usually needs to happen within three to four and a half hours or so and so that ct scan make sure it's not a bleeding stroke because you wouldn't want to give a blood thinner to someone already having a bleeding problem Mm -hmm. um and to rule that out and then to to get to get help with either the medication or the surgery. And so um, that's the exciting thing about tonight's show. Tomorrow night. Uh, tomorrow night's show, yeah. Thursday at seven o'clock on South Dakota Public Television or on Facebook um, is uh, Dr. Alex Lynn, a neuroendovascular surgeon. Okay. And so he, he, with a series of wires and uh, um, uh, uh, catheters, he can, go in maybe through your arm or your groin and work its way up in those vessels up in the neck and then up in the brain and kind of grab that clot or grab that whatever's blocking it and take it out 
and boom, you took care of the problem. Amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> amazing. And so then so a lot of these people can walk out of there a few days later, whereas they couldn't walk or maybe speak or whatever before. Mm-hmm. It's just, it is uh, really awesome. And, uh, you know, there's certain criteria that have to be met, but it, it's, uh, uh, if it, if it, if it's worth, you know, it's certainly worth a try. Uh-huh. And, uh, um, and, and, and it's some remarkable stuff. So he's got some, some pictures and videos and just talk about the process. And, and this is really a new thing in the last few years. Okay. Um, we've had the medication just since the 1990s, which really is fairly recent too. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one's really recent and, and, uh, this procedure and so and the ability to do this in our area is just new in the last year or two as well since he came and so uh that's really exciting so from the scans the ct scan you're often able to see exactly where the clot is is that true yeah okay. yeah yeah they can uh with the with the dye procedure and stuff they can it kind of traces out the vessels for them okay. while they're looking on the images to be able to know where, you know, if you normally you'd see maybe think of the highway system on a map mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the highway's gone. Well, that's where the blockage is. Okay. Gotcha. And so then they're, they're able to go in, as you said, through your arm or your groin and get all the way up into the brain possibly and remove something. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That will be yeah. fun to learn more about on the television show tomorrow night. Right. So. Right. And we're learning about it right now. Right. Right. <laughs> Excellent. Very good. Well, it's time for us to go to our next break. If you have a question for us, um, please give us a call at 605-692-1430. We thank you for listening to the Prairie Doc radio program on KBRK and on our podcast. Our programs are available as a podcast. Just look for Prairie Doc wherever you get your podcast. Today's program will be added to the podcast soon. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Attention drivers, there are many bikers on the road. Please remember these rules. Share the road. Bicyclists have the same rights to the road as motor vehicles do. It is the law to allow three feet between your car and the bicyclist. Give bicyclists space on the road. When turning right, look right before proceeding. Always check the sidewalks as well as the traffic lanes when merging or turning. Slow down and watch for pedestrians and bicyclists. The Avera Medical Group Brookings encourages drivers as well as bikers to help prevent accidents. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to discuss your medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. Our Prairie Doc topic this week is strokes. So Dr. Ellsworth was filling us in on those symptoms to watch for um, for a stroke and how important it is that you get help right away if you are experiencing those symptoms and a little bit about some of the new treatment options that are exciting um, for individuals who are having a stroke. Dr. Ellsworth, is it common to have multiple strokes? Um, Yes, not necessarily all at once, although that can happen. Um, But uh, you know, if someone's got multiple strokes on like a CT scan that they saw or an MRI of the brain, um, there's probably an underlying reason 
okay. because what set them up as a risk factor for one stroke probably over time, multiple times could have given them another stroke as well. Um, and so let's say atrial fibrillation, an mm -hmm. irregular rhythm of the heart, which can cause a pooling of blood in the heart and then a clot could form in the heart. And so that clot then could in one piece break off and cause a stroke, or it could in multiple pieces break off and cause multiple strokes in the brain. Okay. And so that's why if someone has an irregular heart rhythm, we usually put them on a blood thinner to help decrease the risk of a stroke, uh, to help decrease the risk of that blood if it ends up pooling in the heart because it's not beating regularly, mm -hmm. um, how then uh, help keep it from forming a clot there. Okay. Now, sometimes they do a procedure to help close off an area of the heart where that blood clot is more likely to form. Hmm. And sometimes then you can, if they can't be on a blood thinner for whatever reason, sometimes that procedure is, is uh, a, 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 uh, an option. Okay. Um, and or sometimes it, uh, they'll put on a little filtering device to catch any clot to help keep it from going up to the brain. Um, but most often the case is we do the blood thinning medications for someone on, uh, with an irregular heart rhythm. So that's just one option of maybe where someone could have multiple strokes. Sure. Um, granted, someone could have multiple strokes, uh, just from, from high blood pressure over time, have one stroke and uh, high blood pressures, uh, basically the most, most, uh, common cause of a stroke that, that we could do, you know, control mm -hmm. that we could help get their blood pressure under control to help you know, decrease that risk factor. Okay. Um, and so blood pressure control is really important and, and knowing what your blood pressure is and getting that uh, treated and under, under control. Um, other, you know, smoking certainly really increases your risk of stroke uh, and, and so s uh, stop smoking. Um, and obviously another thing that we can control at least. Sure. Um, you know, it always comes down to diet and exercise and eating healthy uh, because that's going to help your cholesterol. We, your cholesterol may increase your risk. That one's a more of a minor risk factor compared to some others uh, for stroke, but it's, it's, you know, it certainly is a factor. Um, and obesity is a factor and age is a factor. Um, there's other patient conditions that in diseases that can increase your risk too. Um, and, and your race is a factor. African-Americans have a higher risk, uh, than, than, than Caucasians. And, um, your genetics definitely play a role as well. Family history is a factor. If you've got uh, family members that have a stroke, that does increase your risk of having a stroke. And so another reason to make sure that you don't smoke and that you keep your blood pressure under control and that you exercise and eat healthy and, and maybe consider taking an aspirin. And that's one where for prevention, you could maybe take a, an 81 milligram aspirin but that is something to talk to your doctor about whether you're a good candidate for that or not. Mm -hmm. If you're someone that ibuprofen upsets your stomach or you've got a history of bleeding, 
in your stomach, well, then you're probably not going to be a good candidate for an aspirin. But it all depends on the situation. And so talking that over with your doctor is a good idea. So there are certainly some things we have very limited control over uh, when we consider our risk factors for having a stroke. But as you mentioned, making sure we're on top of our blood pressure, not smoking, um, exercise in our diet, some of those things that we can control will help reduce our risk of a stroke. You got it. And stress is a factor too, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. so doing things to help control. It's a very stressful time. Mm -hmm. And so if watching the presidential debate, <laughs> uh, it causes you to get worked up, uh, maybe it's not worth it. <laughs> and maybe it's better to shut it off and go for a walk or ha have a nice uh, read. Take some deep breaths. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Read a good book. Yeah. All right. So those are kind of our risk factors when we consider that. And um, as you mentioned, important to talk to your primary care provider, get in and, and see them and just stay, stay on top of those things and have them checked if you haven't been in recently. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes, for sure. I know some of us, our schedules got thrown off, but um, most primary care providers are open now. So you can get in for those regular visits to keep on top of those things so we don't have unintended compli complications. Yeah, and I guess since it is COVID times, just to know that actually COVID can increase your risk of a stroke as well. Oh, interesting. So um, we're still always learning more, but it does seem to increase your risk of a blood clot and, and, and stroke. So uh, uh, another reason to be careful and, uh, and do what we can to help uh, decrease the spread. Okay, um, you mentioned some of the treatment options, you know, this procedure um, where they go in and possibly remove. You talked about a medicine as well. Tell us more about what medicines are available um, either before or after a stroke to prevent or to treat afterwards. What do we do? Yeah, that medicine, one of the main ones is called TPA. Uh, we call it that for short. And uh, um, it can be given uh, if certain criteria are met to try to help break up a clot in the brain. Once again, like I said, so this is once you've had the stroke and you once you've had the stroke. Okay. And once diagnosed. we've done a CT scan to help make mm -hmm. sure it's not a, a bleeding hemorrhagic stroke, then we could give you this medication and it can help to uh, instantly or in quickly help break up a clot. Um, but y you need to know about it and get it within onset of symptoms within three to four and a half hours, um, depending on your medical history, there's certain things that can make it so we might not want to give you the medication. Um, it depends on some blood test results that we'd want to get done first. Um, and uh, and so the, it, once again, why it's just best to come in right away mm -hmm. and um, better safe than sorry. And because these symptoms could be fairly mild or they could be more more severe. And uh, but if certainly if they came on rather suddenly, better not to just uh, wait it out and mm -hmm. say, oh, I think, you know, because sometimes they can, you know, they can, it can, your body sometimes can, uh, you know, if it was a very small one, sometimes it, it, the body, you know, sometimes it works out and we call that a TIA, transient ischemic attack mm -hmm. and where it, it's transient, where it was brief. And so the bl blockage was brief and then what, and then something happened. Maybe the clot broke up on its own or something. And, uh, um, the, you know, thankfully in those situations, great. Our symptoms resolved. Wonderful. Glad mm -hmm. that happened uh, right. for sure. Um, but it's, it's, it, you know, and sometimes you call it a mini stroke, okay. uh, but, but boy, that's a warning sign. And if you've had one, 
if you've had a TIA or a mini stroke, or if you've had a history of a stroke or an episode like this, your risk is, is quite high that it could happen again. Okay. So once again, another reason to get, get help right away. And, 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 and it's not worth waiting to see if that's going to go away on its own because, uh, you know, if, if it, if it doesn't, you know, the damage is done and, um, um, it, it once you know once those hours are passed and and the damage is done to the brain there's nothing else we can do about it other than rehab mm-hmm. and decreasing the risk of a, another stroke okay yeah well it's time for us to go to our final break we thank you for listening to the prairie doc radio program if you have a question give us a call at 605-692-1430 we will return following this informative message from the avera medical group Being alone or with very limited social interactions during the pandemic can be difficult. With some effort on your part, there are some ways to decrease the effects of isolation. Keep a schedule. Stay active. Do something meaningful like working on your genealogy or organizing photo albums. Connect with others by letter, email, phone, Zoom, or try online games. Find comfort in old movies or lighting a candle and having a cup of tea. These are just a few ideas to get you thinking. You can do this. If you find your loneliness getting out of hand with feelings of depression, call your provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings at 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to discuss your medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. We've been talking today about strokes, what to watch for, how they're treated, um, how important it is to get help right away if you are experiencing the symptoms of a stroke. And we had a call come in. The caller has an 85-year-old mother who has super high blood pressure, has had a hard time balancing, some memory loss, takes her over an hour just to get dressed. It came on all of a sudden. She has seen a neurologist and was told there is nothing wrong with her. Caller is looking for suggestions on another type of doctor she could take her to or an idea of where else to bring her. Yeah, boy. So, you know, I'm assuming they've had an MRI to look for the stroke. And maybe that's why where it came where they were told nothing was wrong, because maybe the MRI showed that there was no stroke and that there's nothing wrong on the MRI of the brain, the imaging of the brain. But we know there's something wrong because she's had a hard time with her balance and she's had some memory issues and it's get it's harder for her to get dressed and then certainly all, all of the above can happen for a variety of reasons uh and 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 un- unfortunately as we get older balance does become more of an issue so what can we do about that um therapy can be helpful for that um coming up with ways to help decrease the risk of falls mm-hmm. you know a railing or better lighting or making sure her vision is good. And, and so uh, maybe make, getting rid of the eye doctor and are there cataracts we need to take care of. Um, like I said, rehab, you can go to physical therapy and work on some balance exercises, um, some strengthening exercises to help decrease her risk of falling. Um, as far as the super high blood pressure, uh, that is, is something we'd want to get under control in case there's like little little mini strokes happening, causing these issues over time. Sometimes there is something called, you know, dementia is when, you know, you have memory problems and vascular dementia can happen from little strokes all the time 
various times where instead of gradual decline, it's kind of a stepwise decline over time. So getting her blood pressure better controlled can be helpful. And sometimes that's really difficult because we don't want to cause it to be too low either. So seeing her primary care doctor to help with her blood pressure may be helpful. And if that primary doctor, primary care doctor needs more help, maybe, uh, maybe she could see a, a cardiologist otherwise for that problem. Um, once again, as far as get, trouble getting dressed, seeing uh, not just a physical therapist, but maybe an occupational therapist to kind of work on some of those life skills, those activities of daily living, the ADLs to help help with that. Um, and so, you know, it's one thing to see the neurologist and say, well, there's nothing else they can do. Okay, but there's other ways we can help and kind of starts with going back to the primary care doc and uh, seeing where they can help from there. A lot of times there's not just one solution is there. So right. explore some different things that might help um, in those situations with your primary care doc. Yeah. That's a great point. Well, thank you for this great information. I feel like we should wrap up by um, reminding all of us of those symptoms of a stroke. Um, could you yes, just run through you. those real quick one more time so that we all um, have those top of mind? The be fast, balance, sudden loss of balance uh, or inability to walk, eyes, sudden loss of vision in one or both eyes, F, Sudden onset weakness on one side of the face, arm, sudden onset weakness in the arm or one whole side of the body, speech, sudden onset slurred speech, loss of ability to speak or difficulty understanding, time, quick action is critical, time to call 911, be fast. All right, so if you're experiencing those symptoms or you see those happening in a loved one, be quick, call 911 and um, there's some options then if you can. Well, before we go, please be sure to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television and the Prairie Doc Facebook page for On Call with the Prairie Doc most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. Central. Tomorrow, October 1st, the On Call with the Prairie Doc television show is Advancements in the Treatment of Strokes. Prairie Doc host Andrew Ellsworth and guest Dr. Alex Lynn answer viewers' questions about strokes, the latest advancements, and stroke prevention and treatment. Watch the full episode this Thursday at 7 p.m. Central on South Dakota Public Broadcasting or on the Prairie Doc Facebook page. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and we'll listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube. For free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library, visit www.prairiedoc.org. And look for the Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Andrew Ellsworth for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, Stay healthy out there, people.